Welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Bo. I'm Lance. I'm woke with jokes. And I'm Johnny, artist, adventurer, and still a student of leadership. You got one, Bo? I got one. Hey. Uh, nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. All right, so we're going to start things off with our first... <laughs> with a bang. <laughs> I had more stuff there. I didn't paste okay. into the freaking show notes. Oh, yeah, it's fine. We're black. Okay. I'm, wait, I'm black. Um, <laughs> we're going to start things off today with our first segment, Rapid Fire News. Pew, pew, pew. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Okay, uh, all right. So I was looking through my sources, as I do, and... A survey came out and uh, it ranked the worst drivers in the nation by state. The guys, who do you think got the worst drivers in the nation? Do we win again? Do we win? <laughs> Second year in a row. Probably. Florida survey. Florida has the worst drivers in the nation. Yes. Ranked number one two years in a row, and we earned it, boy. I we, and we can thank the Florida man and the Florida woman for that. Oh, man. Yeah, there's literally alligators driving cars down here. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Is that so, what you call old people? <laughs> uh I mean, they're kind of leathery. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a fine pair of boots out there, uh, Hilda. So, <laughs> so according to a survey compiled by personal finance company Smart Asset, Smart a- oh Smart Asses, I think they might be going for there. Yeah, um, Florida is the number one state for worst, most unsafe drivers, uh, second year in a row. Uh, top ten states. Okay, I'll, give me two states you think are top ten. Both of you. Uh, New York, Georgia. Nope, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we keep going or yeah, okay. so I, uh, West Virginia. Nope, you suck. Alaska. Uh California. No, nah, that's funny. You guys whiffed. There's only fifty states. Uh oh, well, yeah. We've well, we only gone through like eight. Okay, <laughs> Alabama. Four. Arkansas. Alabama is number six. Okay, so you got Florida number one, Mississippi, Oklahoma, New Jersey, Delaware, Alabama, Vermont, Tennessee, Texas, and Nevada. Uh Nevada. Texas, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it says something about like people with the most DUIs. Uh, I wonder why those states though. Like wh- is there any commonality that leads up to Florida besides Florida being the home of old people? <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, okay, so it says uh it's rankings based on number of DUIs, percentage of drivers insured, tickets and people killed in car crashes. So, there it is. That sounds so racist. Most things do. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. And uh next topic, we got Oh, I had that in the notes. Uh, most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. What? <gasps> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's a uh, sad stuff. Here. I'm freaking thing won't load. Okay, most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Nearly 10 percent of those people. So most Americans are paycheck paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and 10 percent of people making a hundred thousand dollars or more say they can't make ends meet. That's great. Well, one, it kind of makes sense, but then well, also it's crazy. Right. So how does that make sense? If you make more than a hundred k. There's there's no excuse why you have to live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, once you get your, uh, your student loan fees in there, and uh, yeah, I would say yeah. If you have some of the student loans I've heard, then yeah, I can understand. But, I mean, uh, it, it, it sounds crazy. That's why it's in the news because yeah. hundred grand feels like a lot of money to a person that doesn't have hundred grand. Living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it says seventy eight percent of full time workers say they live paycheck to paycheck, up from seventy five percent last year. It's getting worse. Yep. So a lot of people don't know so how it's to got, use their money. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah. So well, well, I think a lot of people are just poor, and the hundred thousand dollar people—that's 
there's no excuse for that. Yeah. Well, like, I, that's I, bad. Well, I think that's a a factor. There might be standard of living where they live. Like hundred thousand k in oh, Florida. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. You yeah. better survive. Hundred k in New York City. Okay, well, I can yeah. understand. Yeah. Your rent's twenty eight hundred. Yeah, rent's crazy. Plus student loan. Plus yeah. whatever. Yeah. And my sister was in uh San Diego in like a studio apartment, yeah. and her and she her half of the rent was like. I think like twenty two hundred dollars or whatever yeah. in like the nineties. Wait, sorry, that was that was a little bit that <laughs> too was, much. That one's a little bit more thrusty. <laughs> too much, <life. laughs> too much. Uh, okay, yeah, it's bad out there. People need more money. Uh, need to country needs to get their stuff. Oh, no, and people need to learn money management skills for sure. That's part of it. Yeah, that's a true statement. Yes. But a big part of the problem is that people aren't making the, like that's the ten percent. The 76% of people, they haven't gotten a raise but, when they should have. Oh, let's digress for just one quick second, guys. Okay. okay. It's a pet peeve of mine where, let's say, no, sorry, wrong word, not pet peeve, but people who do live paycheck to paycheck, it's a hard life. I, I, I give you that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be ways to uh, cut out the, the superficial type stuff in life. I know that's probably like their only sources of joy, maybe. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get past this hurdle of uh, paycheck to paycheck, that's what it's going to take. It's it's delayed no. gratification to a degree. No, impossible. No. When I see a family living paycheck to paycheck, but somehow they saved enough money for that uh, trip to Disney World with their kids, no. Sorry, kids. There's no Disney. In- yeah. Uh, There's no, no Disney. One, no joy in Finland. Yeah, yeah, no joy whatsoever. No. Just live your, your life of going, you're trudging to work and back. And never mm-hmm. let your kids experience anything nice in life. Okay. Their Teach joy is the gruel they eat. Teach them a lesson. Delay gratification. Sorry, no Disney. I need to put that away in a rain check type bank account. To so, what end? Because I know my car is going to break down one day. The AC is going to break down one day. I need it for the rainy day. And that's how it comes in handy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you should look at the number. I don't, I, I'm assuming you haven't looked at the numbers on it, right? It's uh, Man, I can make up any number. <laughs> or look at the statistics that say... People who make you know uh, minimum wage or, or around there, and the, the amount of money that they pay in rent, in food, and just basic living costs, like eats up sixty percent of their of their money, like easy, like the like the the people who who are at the bottom end of the income spectrum, their their problem isn't that they spend too much money, it's that they don't have enough money. Yeah, so those people are cool. I'm saying the people who do splurge for a week long vacation to Disney World, paying hotels and those Disney ticket prices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know people who don't make uh with both incomes as much as yeah. i make yeah. and uh it's it's hard and well they they're doing it <laughs> you know and so i kind of look at it and i go well if you know they can do it then hey remember i hope it's okay on the air remember buddy reeves and his friend he's well, like uh hey reeves inviting him hey come to my honeymoon on a cruise like, no, nah, we can't afford that. And then, like, the following week, they went to Disney for a whole week. <laughs> we can't afford to do both. That's probably what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, I get that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's bad. People need to, you know, uh, catch a break here. Let's All right. N- next topic. I, I don't I have a weird, I almost say weird, I have a weird thing <laughs> where <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm low-key fascinated with, like, people getting bit by horrible bugs. Like um, is that okay. why you hang out with me? <laughs> well, Johnny does get bit by more bugs and insects than anybody I've ever met in my life. Sweet blood. So it says uh, the Schmidt Pain Index, which sting hurts the most? All right, so it ranked the the like the worst. Uh, I know, I know number one. I know number one too. Okay. Go ahead. No, you say it if you know it. The the sting that hurts the most is when you catch your girlfriend cheating on you. Hey, oh. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was. Hey, thinking. we're on the same wavelength there, Johnny. Oh. What, 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 what do you got, Bob? I was gonna say the bullet ant. 
But hey, it is the bullet ant. <laughs> it is the bullet ant. <laughs> of course, Bo would know that answer. Yeah, see, Bo knows stuff. Bo knows. Yeah. Oh, that could be the name of your segment. Bo knows. Yeah, and yeah. Then you, and then we're Bo And then you say some fun fact. Yep. Hey, did you know the bullet ant? Really painful. Okay, so <laughs> uh, on the scale they have here, number one is the sweat, the sweat bee, and it's described its bite as light, ephemeral, almost fruity. A tiny spark has singed a single hair on your arm. Okay. <laughs> That's an ant bite, whatever. Fire ant, something that the audience has something to reference to. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharp, sudden, mildly alarming, like walking across a shag carpet and reaching for the light switch. <laughs> That's why I pulled this. I thought it was funny words. Okay, then it starts getting kind of worse. So the the fire ant was 1.2. The paper wasp is a 3.0. Oh, no. Paper wasp, caustic and burning. Distinctly bitter aftertaste, like spilling a beaker of hydrochloric acid on a paper cut. Uh, <laughs> they make it sound so fancy. That first part did, right? It's like a wine advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, let's have a sting tasting. Uh, number f- uh, 4.0, the Pepsis Wasp. Ooh. Blinding, fierce, shockingly electric. A running hair dryer has been dropped into your bubble bath. If you get stung by one, you might as well lie down and scream. <laughs> ah, golly. Oh, and, number f- uh, and, and that's only a four? Yeah. And I don't know the scale. It's a weird scale. I'm like, this... Do like one to dead. <laughs> and then uh, 4.0, the bullet ant. Pure, intense, brilliant pain. Like walking over flaming charcoal, the three-inch <laughs> nail in your heel. <laughs> okay. I, I think they're trying to get it like, you should appreciate this. This is a nice, pure, brilliant taste right here. Yeah. yeah. You know, rare to find. It said aftertaste in one of them. I'm like, I don't, yeah. like, is it really good? Get into your mouth? Well, sometimes? you probably get angry and you just eat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't recommend like, if you, Oh, it stung your tongue? Protein. So, <laughs> I, I wonder how they... They came up with a scale, you know. Some guy goes around getting stung by the stuff. Yeah, no, it's, uh, specifically a wine connoisseur got bit. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a YouTube video. There's like a guy who's like, or and I read an article about it too. It was like some guy was like, I want to catalog the stings, the same way we do like the peppers or whatever. There, there's like calibrated people who eat peppers and then they're like, this is, <sighs> you know, x amount uh, of hot. I thought. Oh it wait, was the Scoville. I thought it was like capsaicin per like gram or something right as i was saying that i was like wait am i lying i feel like that might be a chemical test they do for the uh the, the, for the peppers yeah shoot well let's just put that disclaimer out to the audience don't trust anything we say <laughs> Except me. especially my statistics <laughs> um, all my stuff's gold baby all right um that's that type also don't get stung by any of these things it was crazy yeah. uh, so like there was i was watching this one youtube mm, video good I, advice i forget which bug it was right but there, it was uh some indigenous culture that like this uh they do the mitts yeah, the, 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 That's the bullet ants. The bullet ants. Yeah, both man, me and you are on the same website. Some of them, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah. So this for a boy to become a man in this culture, right? You put on these mitts that are full of these bullet ants and like get stung, and you have to like deal with it for I don't know, was it five ten minutes? What was it about? Uh, well, I just remember they put it on you. You you put them on, then you take them off, and then you dance for the rest of the day, and then you and then there's a, like usually it's like some. Some uh, young white guy, he's down there and he's like, this is so painful. And he's shaking and he's like gagging and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the the dude that who was like visiting the indigenous tri- tribe to like do this YouTube video or whatever, like yeah. dressed in uh, Crocodile Hunter-esque outfit. He like put the glove on for like one second and freaked out. He was like dying on it. Was like, yeah, you don't do this. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest news story of the last. Oh, it's also uh, August 31st, 31st yep. 2017. So there's that. So for the last week or so, we've been dealing with the the tragic uh, imagery and, and. Well, we haven't been dealing. With oh, it. not dealing with. Well, you know, my eyes have been dealing with it. Okay. And my, my emotions. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I, I'm. I was saying. I was saying. I've got the worst time. The worst thing going on right now. Okay. Is me having to deal with the hurricane. Uh, <laughs> the pictures of the hurricane. 
<laughs> no, nah, like, uh, yeah, it's crazy out there in Houston, man. It's like totally underwater, yeah. like six feet of water and some crap. I'm okay. like, yeah. How, how do you emotionally deal with that? You know, it's like, oh, there goes my whole, uh, you know, my financial structure. And I know I won't be paid out on this insurance if I have insurance for a long, long time. And now it said like 11% of people have insurance. That's that's probably going to be the thing that's really going to, yeah. it's what it's going to do is probably restructure the insurance markets over in that side of the country yep. and even going to affect Florida because all the insurance markets are connected to each other. Oh, are they? It's about to take a dump or a dive. It's, uh, it's yeah. rough. Yeah. And, and what's really going to happen is, you know, 90% of the people that have insurance, I don't know if it's structured like Florida where you have like regular insurance, you know, you can get hurricane insurance in yeah. Florida, right? Mm-hmm. But that hurricane insurance usually doesn't cover flood insurance. Mm-hmm. And flood insurance is like this really expensive. Totally different thing, yeah. Yeah, completely different. And if you don't have flood insurance, your house gets flooded. You are completely screwed. Well, it sucks that like, <laughs> this, so, so so say I'm some guy in Houston right now who has hurricane insurance, and my house is flooded. And, and the it, insurance company says, "Oh, your house was flooded." I was like, "Uh, but that hurricane though," and the insurance company is just like, nah, "Sorry, buddy." Yeah, that's that's what you're gonna have court yeah. battles. It's it, just gonna be it, and, lawyers and, are just like, you know, like vultures. Yeah. And that's just the infrastructure. All your stuff is not covered. Yeah, it might be covered in insurance, but I I hear to prove it is like horrendously hard like oh you say you lost that book you got the receipt you got a picture of it mm. if not no and, and when they do get that they buy you the same exact book they don't actually give you the money i think or something it's, it's, it's or some market value of that book that's like five years old now like which is like a dollar uh, that, that, that sucks that's yeah. it. so okay so we were talking in the, the untaped segment of the show about how bad things are or whatever mm-hmm. but you know come to think of it Seeing the 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 influx of like people helping people yeah. during this whole thing or whatever that that has warmed my heart. Okay, yeah. like, so so now do you believe me that if there was a zombie apocalypse, we wouldn't get into factions and start eating each other? There'd be uh, we'd come together. Well, it's still been like three days. I <laughs> I yeah, think, I think, and, and they know help is on the way. Okay, yeah, I don't think we can. Yeah, if this is a permanent thing, yeah, let that water be up for yeah for like nine days of like six foot water. Okay, and. Uh, I think it'll it'll be society will break down. Yeah, quick. Okay. Yeah. And the governor says, "Hey, you're on your own." The governor becomes the governor. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, So it's a scary, super scary thought. I put myself in those shoes and like, okay, I'm, I'm in this house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see the water rising, right? Yeah. It stops raining. The water recedes a little bit. And then it starts raining again. And you see it come back up even closer. Oof. Right? Like, what do you do? Like, what would you guys do? Uh, I would try to elevate my car. Like I see a bunch of cars that are just like just enough underwater to ruin them, and I was like, "Oh man, if you had like, I don't know, put it up on bricks or something, mm-hmm. could like save your car." Um, I don't know. House gone? Just done. you can't. I mean, you can't you can't move, elevate your house. I don't know what you do. With your house. Yeah. Like, just uh, put your electronics on a shelf. What do you think? This might be dumb as What do you think about digging a trench around your house uh, to create a berm? Have you not seen? <laughs> I wouldn't say a trench. It'd probably be a berm and a trench are two different things. All right. So but I would do you dig the trench to make the berm. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably think about something like that. I don't know. I feel like... I guess you got to cover the driveway, you too. You haven't seen yeah. these pictures coming no. out of Houston. You'd it, have it, to dig, like, a 30-foot hole around your house. Well, and also, they would never work. But yeah. not the not the places that are six-foot under or five-foot under. I'm talking about the places that are, like, four four inches under. Like, you're oh, just yeah. on the cusp. You're like, oh, I can't believe that water came in only, like, a couple inches. And I think a couple inches still ruins the house. Yeah, you know? I think your moat around your house, it, yeah. like, a swimming pool is, what, like, I don't know, 10,000 gallons or something yeah. like that? They said they said it was like trillion trillion gallons of water <laughs> in, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in there. I don't think it was. But, but every area is different, you know. Like my sister lives in Houston, and mm-hmm. she's actually been okay, luckily, very Thank luckily, God. right? Mm-hmm. Thanks, science. But there's other houses that are only like two inches under, and and obviously, unfortunately, some houses are like feet under. 
Feats? Okay. Yep. Feats. Mm, okay, so yeah, I think I guess <laughs> if you're lucky enough to have like one of these houses, that I'm sure was, I have two feats. That was barely under. Then I guess a a, sm- a, a berm that you can dig will right. help you. So it's like right. you're already yeah, but you got to be like, how long does it take you to build the to dig the berm? It's gonna take you some time. Like this, really well, now you come over help me. Well, yeah, but the, <laughs> as your house is flooding, <laughs> <laughs> but leave your house, man. Come over here. Priorities, buddy. No, but we'll do the, you next. The the real scary part, the the real bad one is you're sitting there at your house, right? And downtown Houston's about to be flooded, uh, and they have a reservoirs, right? And then the the yeah, the, yeah they release the, the reservoir, the, the Corps, the Army Corps engineers. They go, well, we really want downtown Houston to be flooded. How about that neighborhood? And all this water just flows, and then you know you're sleeping, and then all of a sudden you wake up and your living room's a lake, and you're like, what? You know. So so, what do you think about? Okay, so two questions I do want to get out of this. Uh, I forgot my first one. So the second one, okay. <laughs> like, so Houston basically flooded your house, right? They were like, we released this dam, and then we flooded your house. Very utilitarian. The state did that. Yeah. Do you have any legal recourse against the state for them flooding your house? Like, it's not an act of God. It's an act of some dude. Or should you? I mean, morally, should you have legal recourse? Not actually, do you do? That's a law thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, you should probably have some legal recourse, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like it's basically imminent. It's basically eminent domain. They basically bought your house from you right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least send you like a rebate check for five hundred bucks or something. Oh, there you go, a blue apron coupon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, was it a free website from Squarespace? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try a pair of meundies. Oh man, okay. And what was the other point I had there for the hurricane? I do have another harebrained idea besides okay. the berm idea. Okay. Okay. So let's say I know my house is going to get flooded, or in preparation of the house getting flooded. Move all feasible items of value or importance into the attic. Yeah, because that's, that, that, that's just save it, right? Let's just save the uh, the the parts, the piece parts. But yeah. your house is going to be yeah, can't move moldy. Yeah, can't can't move the fridge, but I can at least save the TV. Yeah, and what the TV? Say, no, no. Yeah. Of all the stuff to save, you save your TV. What are we gonna save? Your important save stuff, pictures. Yeah, well, on top of that, yeah, of course. You're not a very sentimental guy, though. So no, of course yeah. not. You're not. Johnny's no. super sentimental. You, wait, are you being serious? I feel like you're super sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's more like it. That's Johnny, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I, I, so if, if you want a business idea you got right now, million dollar idea, guys, sell some type of giant plastic bags right now. Like some type of giant Ziploc bags for like your important stuff. Yeah, I will say that there's a lot of people out there that probably like investing in Home Depot and Lowe's. Oh, and, right. And they're like, who makes who makes drywall? Oh, this company. Invest in them. You yeah, know. you should short short all the insurance companies right now, like Geico and whoever the hell is about to take a huge hit. There's a, every car is underwater right now, mm-hmm. and that's that's got to be something. I saw fra- little Ferraris and whatnot, like all underwater. I was like, dang. Uh. They say, uh, you know, the rapper Birdman, Lil Wayne's boss. They say he lost like thirty cars in Hurricane Katrina or something. Oof, <laughs> oof. And like three houses or something. He, he's really rich. He's like got oil money in, instead of just being mm. a rapper. Oh, oh, the, those dams you were talking about that they were going to like flood. Yeah. Those were built in like the 30s or something like that, and I don't think that they've really done a whole, 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 whole bunch of upkeep on much, much of the American infrastructure. They haven't done many holes. But I'm just like, man, it's we're so lucky that like the previous generations who built all the stuff for the first time like did a good job yeah. doing it because I don't. We really haven't kept up with like our bridges and our roads and like these dams that are all over the place. Yeah, and like yeah, the well, fact that they've survived for like 100 years with barely any upkeep is thank God, right? Because there could be dams bursting all yeah. over the country. And that is something I do wish the government would. Get behind infrastructure. Yeah, you you think right? It's such it's such a slam dunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if you look at the natural disasters that happen back when those before those those all those infrastructure projects happen, mm-hmm. you'd be like, 
they lost how many people? You know, 6,000 people dead? Oh, uh-huh. that's another Tuesday, you know, kind of thing. Well, you know, so speaking of, right, so we, I think at present there's like 30-something people that have passed away in the in the Houston floods. Terrible. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, there there's like a flood going on in Indonesia oh, somewhere. Yeah. It's killed like thousands of people. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I like so- how you said, it's going on somewhere in you know, somewhere in the world. I know. Well, <laughs> no, I, I feel I feel the same way, man. I listen to the point. I listen yeah. to my global podcast for news. Number one headline story: flooding in Houston, right? Horrible. And like buried into like the tenth article was the other incident, the natural disaster that has killed hundreds and thousands. I'm like, that's not fair. And it, it's it in uh, India. Ah, uh, India. Okay. I, was, I gotta say, in, Indonesia. Mumbai. Yep. Which is which is terrible. Like it's thousands of people dying, and you don't even know about. It. Like I heard the other day that. That tens of thousands of people died in like a heat wave in Europe uh, yeah. a little while ago. I was like, I've never even heard of tens that. Of, tens of thousands. Of yeah, people? it was a crazy number. Like you haven't even heard about it. Yeah. It was a ton and, of people. I do believe that's why I think it's better to listen to some sort of global news if you're gonna listen to any news. That way, you get more of a world perspective and put things into. You yeah, know. I'm like it's it's a bad time when I know more about like yeah. Justin Bieber's DUIs than like a thousand people dying again. Nah, oh, not recently. Just you know the existing DUIs. Rapid fire news. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, uh, prayers and thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Houston. Yep. Uh, it seems like everybody that we know that lives there is more or less okay. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, a guy I work with, um, he actually just flew back to Houston today. He said, you know, like good luck to him. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's rapid fire news. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. And uh, uh, that's the end of my segment. We'll be right back after this. Oh, hey, hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. (laughs) I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bo. All right. You should know our voices by now, I I would hope, to our loyal audience. Welcome. Thank you out there in podcast land. All right. So for uh, today's philosophical segment... Uh, so, so me and my friend, uh, we drove up to Nashville for the eclipse a little while ago. Super good, super worth it. I totally recommend you go and watch a full total eclipse if you can in your lifetime. Stop rubbing it in. I missed it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, it's worth, it's like, don't go to Saudi Arabia, but if you can go to like Cleveland for it, it's worth going. Nor are you going next next time? Yeah, next year? Well, not next year? No, no. And next year is going to the Atacama Desert. Ooh. Uh, uh, and for our audience, me and Lance have been there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. It's real cool. Okay, so like we, so also at the same time while we were out there, like getting gas, the Powerball was that crazy Powerball, like $700 million. And I was like, man, got to play, right? So uh, I talked to my friend. I was like, hey, I uh, want to go in on some on some Powerball tickets. Do you have these? Yeah, right? So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get the tickets here. And then, um, you know, we went split in half or whatever. He was like, cool. So I bought the ticket. And then he never gave me the money, right? And I was like, man, I feel like you really need to give me this money. Because if I win, or I guess we win, but you haven't kicked in mm-hmm. your official like money mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. interaction, yeah. like, does, does that verbal yeah. little, little thing that we did there, does that, does that give you $300 million? Absolutely. I'm going to be very clear on that. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you did not put in on this, man. Absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. It totally agrees. Unless you did go back before the announcement of the numbers, you said, hey, bud, uh, you get those couple of dollars? And they say, depending on what they say, mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe that's something you can use. But in, other, in another situation, though, a verbal agreement between friends is binding. Yeah, but he didn't pay up. It's verbal agreements. Oh, so it's like you know, you know. Uh, let me pay you. Let me. Let me. Here's your dollar. Yeah. Now give me three hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Totally. Totally. What do you think, Bob? Uh, very hard in this way. 
You're very hard. If hard he doesn't, if he doesn't pay you any money, he doesn't get any of the three hundred million. No, Johnny's saying he gets like once you've made the verbal agreement, pay yeah. or no pay. Like yeah, no, I'll give, yeah. he'll give you the, the, the dollar later. Yeah. Okay. I the one dollar changes hands, and then three hundred million changes hands. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably more in Johnny's camp. I am too, actually. Yeah. Okay. But man, I was like, I was like, ah, I wonder, like, <laughs> I wonder if if we're the minority or the majority in that one. Like every so often you hear about these. Uh, Cause, I mean, because if not, you've absolutely burned a friend, right? So, so you've made a decision, or that person would make a decision, and say, you know what, that friendship is not worth three hundred million dollars, and I'm okay with that hate, and I'm okay with that legal battle that that's about to be on my hands. Well, fake news, so is legal battle. <laughs> Good luck with these three hundred million dollars worth of lawyers I'm about to put on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a wrap. Lose that one, buddy. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there's some lawyer that would take on my case. I'm not sure how good they'd be, but <laughs> like, what? There's a chance I could win 300 million out of this? Yes, I would take on your case. Okay. Well, so one, the lady, some some lady in uh, Boston won. It was seven. The, the Powerball number was 720 million dollars, something like that. Okay. And then she took home like like 290 or something like that. I thought it was like 400. Yeah, I thought it was 400. Oh damn! Fake, well, fake no, news. it's it's fake, <laughs> news <laughs> fake news got you. Fake news got you. It's 780, and then what you can take home in a lump sum is like 400. Oh, yeah. Both looked this up. And then uh, then taxes too, I think, right? That, that's um, after taxes. I don't remember if that's after taxes. No, the, the first hit you take is for the lump sum. That takes you like a half or whatever. Oh, so maybe it is two something then. Yeah, and then um, the uh, after take out taxes, then you lose oh. like another 40% or something like that. Well, all I know is she's richer than Taylor Swift. <laughs> so. And more talented, too. Sight unseen, voice unheard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, personality unknown. Oh, so yeah, it's like every so often you hear about these uh, these people who are in these uh, these work groups where every day, oh, we buy tickets every day. Yeah. I mean, every week yeah. for 20 years, and then somebody is like sick that one week, and then they win. And, and then uh, I think they pay them out for the most part. And I'm like, good. yeah. Yeah, you good, should. Because uh, at the very least, the person will, will try to kill you. <laughs> I guess there's nothing else you're protecting yourself against that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that. Yeah. You got to be alive to enjoy the remainder of the money. Oh, man. I'd be so crazy if I won $300 million. What would you do? Everything. Um, Describe everything. I would well. So first of all, I, I'm going to destroy my family because I have <laughs> I have a hundred cousins. Oh, no, no, I'm not like going to actively try to fight them. It's like the money will break up my family. Like, okay. Like my, I'll, I'll, you'll pick your favorite cousin, right? Exactly. And right. You'd be like, why? Why would you do that? Why, why wouldn't you just give everybody an equal amount just to? Mm. All right. But one what? million per person. Period. No arguments. No if thens. No matter if I'm close to you. That's way too much. Well, one is too much, and then two. One's I, too much. If you got two ninety, there's like yeah. fifty people on my list. That would that would be that I'm close enough to in my family that could that could get some money. I'm just saying your friends are probably closer to you than your family. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you would say that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know what? Let me go ahead and be on record as yes, we are close enough to give each other a million dollars, and hopefully you win first. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so I think it go crazy. But the first thing I do would probably be um take a little vacation. I take a trip somewhere somewhere fun. A little trip. Uh, I kind of like being at home, so I wouldn't go to go be gone oh. for too long. But I would go somewhere in the world I want to go to and like do it like penthouse, like uh. I'd be gone for a solid year. Mm. I would work. I'd come back. Work my with way a up to it. Little wispy beard. Let's laugh at Johnny's beard. It's funny. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not an artist, adventurer, and student leadership. I don't think I've got a year of traveling in me right now. Yeah, uh, I would. I would miss stuff too much. I, I mean, I come back in between here, but it would be like I'm gonna go to Japan for a month. I live in some high-end um, guest house, bath house, and then I'll maybe go to Switzerland for like a month. You know, rent out some high-end penthouse place over there. 
you know, and, and then I travel back to the states, of course, and hang out with you guys for a little bit. And then... can we do that? I feel like it's it's funny, right? Because I hear so much about the immigration thing here, and then I think about that as an American, I can just go to somewhere for a month with no 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 issue. Like they're happy to have me. Oh but... yeah, I was just talking to my significant other about that. Like uh, Israel, for instance, mm-hmm. like they can't come here without a visa, and it's hard for them to get a travel visa. Yet we can just go there, you know. Willingly, okay. Yeah, is yeah. that because we're Americans and, and like yeah. so, so? Could a could an Italian go to Israel, like whatever, too? Could, because it, uh, other countries are just more cool with it, or are other countries like trying to be on America's good side? Good, uh, good for America. Ah, hmm? works out then. Yeah, way to be born. Hey, good job, gang, being born in America. You yeah. did it. <laughs> uh, on the list of things I do would be like I want to buy every uh number of Evo, uh, Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution. I, <laughs> you're into those cars i like them a lot yeah. i have a 10 now i want to buy one through one through nine okay uh and also i don't know i probably buy a lot of transformers and um oh they have a set of dinobots that transforms into one big dinobot it's like five hundred dollars <laughs> 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 i want that <laughs> that would be funny if like uh you won the lottery and you get up on the podium and they're like what are you gonna get next dinobots <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna buy five hundred dollars of dinobots and invest the rest uh <laughs> yeah, that's what. What would you guys do? Well, uh, with the let's see, okay, just a cool three hundred million. Yeah, yeah like a, infinite money, basically. Oh, infinite money. <laughs> I mean, three hundred uh, million. Good thought. I just, I'd probably pretty much just pay off my debts and then not tell anybody yeah. I have this money, and then just kind of they come out of the woodwork to find you. That's yeah. it. The, la- the lady who won, right? She she went on TV like and accepted the check. I was like, I thought you could like uh, hire a, a, a lawyer and a trust to collect your money for you. Yeah, I think you have to go move fast. You have, then you have to establish yeah. a trust real fast and then do the whole thing. Yeah, because you, you, you don't put my face out there. Yeah, like like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Like Floyd Mayweather, he he just won like three hundred million dollars. I saw a video of him like rolling stacks of cash from a bank into his SUV, and I was just like, I don't see how people just don't like grenade launch your house and then run in there knowing because you all you do yeah. is talk about money and you just won 300 million dollars like <laughs> it's just sitting in your house yeah that'd probably be the scariest thing i i would if, if i put my face on tv and it's like rich person <laughs> doesn't know how to secure all this money <laughs> you know <laughs> i'd just be like I, I would feel like the whole entire like dark net and all these <laughs> you know really bad people are coming and take it mm-hmm. you know? yeah anonymous yeah i'll come get you so wait so you, you say you pay off your debt and i didn't hear anything fun you did Oh, anything fun? Well, I mean, I probably wouldn't do anything too different, really. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like quit quit work and then. <laughs> oh yeah, you <laughs> wouldn't quit work. You still uh, go to work? Yeah, I'd go to work. Oh my! <laughs> what? I don't actually know if I would. Let's just or not, debunk but. that whole there. Okay. <laughs> no way you go to work. I, I'm a good citizen. I go to work and. <laughs> no way. I fantasize about this. Where like when this recent thing, you know, Jack, I was like thinking, what would I do? You would start that coffee shop. No. no like the literally when I found out if I look at that thing and I saw I won I would not go to work I would call in sick I work the next day oh yeah well I'd not tell anybody too. and drive my butt to Tallahassee or wherever it is I need to go collect this money yeah. at right oh yeah guarantee that thing make sure I got that you know and then I will just go ahead and put my resignation in just never come back to work I don't even I probably won't even bother to pick up my stuff maybe maybe say buy a couple of folks that's okay. about it right mm-hmm. start up the coffee shop because that would be my fun thing to do uh-huh. and I don't care if it makes money or not I'll just have it right yeah. That's funny. I wonder how many... And I would give you all some bonus. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah. Just going to throw that out there. So I'm wondering, right? I guess there's not too many lotto millionaires out there, but it would be cool to like see the business that somebody has where they're they're not trying to make money. They're just like opening this thing yeah. to have it for the community. Yeah. I probably, probably have a comic, comic, book shop, uh, comic book studio too. Oh, like uh, making them? Yeah. Hey. Uh, I'd, uh, you know, be the uh, uh, talent um, scout. 
to find artists and writers and like, yeah, I like your stuff. I'm going to publish your work. I feel like that you yeah. might do that now. Like it's not, I mean, unless you're trying to get big name people, the barrier to entry to that's got to be pretty low. No, the capital do publish is quite a bit. Publishing. I mean, you already put out a bunch of books. Yeah, I think that's what. Oh, okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, we guys both have kind of lame answers. Uh, I know. But <laughs> coffee shop, comic book studio, travel the world for a year. I think I got the best answer. Okay, travel the world. Plus, for I a give year. you all money. I know. I know. You two didn't say that. Oh, just, no, I'm no, just gonna no, put no. that out there. I could be. I could be a super rich millionaire right now, mm-hmm. and that would be my my main thing. Y'all wouldn't even know that I'm rich because as soon as I like, if I if I came over and like to hang out, and you were like, you know, everybody's hanging out, and you're like, you know, Bo has three hundred million dollars, and then. You know, where we you order pizza and then I chip in my fair amount, my ten dollars no, or something. Yeah, like on your on your calculator app on the phone, like yeah. seven seventeen fifty hey. divided by five. How, can I have fifty <laughs> cents back? And you're like, you're three hundred million. <laughs> that, I mean, that'd be interesting. Let, let me let, let's say you didn't go to that level of, of detail, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's say me and Lance found out you're like a millionaire right now. Okay. Will we think differently? Are we or will we even respect Bo more by being like, you know what? I'm glad we got to know him as a regular person. Because uh, otherwise, I'd still be a regular person if I was a millionaire. No, if you're if you're a millionaire, I'd be super nice to you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah. I I would like to think it wouldn't affect me for real. Like if I first met somebody and they yeah. were all rich, I might I might try to like make me famous too, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. if I found like you a secret millionaire, I don't, I don't think it would change. I think it'd be hard for. I could probably be friends with a regular millionaire too. I could probably make friends with a millionaire and just be cool with them. Yeah, and like not expect them to pay for everything. I think as long as you don't pinch pennies, you'd be cool. But okay. if if you started being like, yeah, that tab divided by three is exactly this. I'm like, come on, man, seriously. Well, like a regular person that did that would be would piss me off. <laughs> yeah. Like me, like uh, me and you, John, like <laughs> me and you, we do a lot of uh, monetary transactions. Me and yeah, you. we do. We usually round to a dollar, a couple of dollars. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we're yeah, we're off fair. all the time. Yeah, and, we're off all the time, and, we, and we're cool about it. You know, probably. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to be restricted about it, that's your prerogative, and I would be cool with it. But but yeah. it, it would be it would be grading. But I, I've had friends who. Who round up to like the meal, kind of like, hey, oh, hey, man, I got this meal for you, mm-hmm. and then next time I cover the meal, or you know, mm-hmm. at some we don't keep track exactly of your turn, my turn, yeah. But I did feel sometimes I was like, like he was covering all the chipotles, and I was covering like all the carabas. <laughs> like, wait, me and you? It's a real no, thing? no, no, oh, not you. Oh. Some some other friend, right? Oh, that's funny. Like <laughs> over time, like I noticed this trend. I'm like, wait a second, that's not quite right, you know, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I mean, so like, like I said, it, it it's not a thing. It's like not a friendship ender, but it would grate on you a little bit. Like the person would do something else, and then you it would piss you. It would piss you off. It's supposed to be. It's yeah. like a four on the piss off scale. Yeah, but it would register as like a six because you know that you pay for this. Like bu- a bullet ant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know Paper that you, wasp. You pay for the chipotle. I mean, the carabas. So, you pay for chipotle. So you keep that in mind, Bo. You keep that in mind. When I become a secret millionaire. Yes. Okay. I'm working on it. Are you? Becoming a secret millionaire. If we were smart, we would really be selling uh, big plastic bags to people right now. Like we would get a YouTube video out where it's like buy big plastic bags from us. And well, we can. I guess we'd have to get. We'd have to have a wholesale distributor. We'd have to somehow get these plastic bags. Right? They're out there. Somebody. Somebody has big plastic bag company, and we would just have to buy them and then put them on Instagram, and we'd be millionaires. That or, sounds. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I see how the profit comes from that. Yeah. yeah. X Y Z money. Huh. And that was the philosophical segment. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. <laughs> and welcome back to the Junto Show. This is Johnny. I'm Lance. And I'm Bo. All right. For this segment on uh, leadership and uh, team building, mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose a concept out there and it's really going to stretch us. And okay. the risk is going to be at the end of this segment, 
we might not be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got to go with this one a little bit, okay? Ooh, high risk, high rewards. I'm actually, low, I'm I already low reward. <laughs> <laughs> We're already good friends, though. So. <laughs> My heart is already starting to pound. Oh no! Oh no! Let's do it. So this is based off of uh, a book, a uh, concept in a book called The Advantage, Why Organizational Health Trumps Everything Else in Business, okay? So organizational health is what this dude's talking about. This dude's name is Patrick uh, Lencioni, ah, right? Yes. So the guy, so this author has published several books about this kind of concept, right? He's published The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Um, well, I forgot the other ones. They're like me- um, Meetings Are the Death of You or something. And this is his latest book, right? So in the book, he outlines, hey, here's the five steps to building a, a good organization of health. Step one, this is what we're going to concentrate on today, is talking about um, we got to have good team cohesion, right? The whole idea being, let's say the three of us are on team, right? I mean, well, kind of, yeah. Kind of, right? Let's say Lance walks out of the room, right? And I'm like, and I'm talking to him, Bo. I'm like, oh, man, God, I wish Lance would actually show up on time sometimes. Yep. You know? It's like... That's horrible because now, <laughs> now I'm separating something different, right? I, I got my, I got mine, <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, in a good functional team and good health, I should be able to look at you, Lance. Say, hey, Lance, I'd appreciate if you show up on time. Lance does show up on time, by the way. Okay, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is not a thing. So whatever example I had to use, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but the the point is, we're comfortable enough to deal with that with each other, and then we can move on from that fact. Right, and come to a common understanding on this thing mm. somehow. And maybe you're like, "Well, Johnny, I have five kids, so it's hard for me to get here on time." I'm like, oh, you you got a good point. I didn't realize you had five kids. Um, so. did, I, did I slip up some chicken grease when I got there too? I'm late all the time. I got a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Over here? <laughs> I knew I should have done both. <laughs> it's fine. I edited that out. Just change the front name to Bo Lance. <laughs> you say Bo is late all the time. <laughs> So, so that's the concept, right? Okay. So step one, build a strong team cohesion, right? So how do, how do you go about doing that? So one of the exercises he tosses out that he does when he um, facilitates teams is you go around the room, mm-hmm. right? And everybody names a positive behavior and a negative behavior about each person in the room, mm-hmm. right? So I would do a positive and negative behavior on Bo and a positive and negative on Lance. And then Lance, you would do it to me and Bo, and then Bo does it to the two of us. So right. I, I can see the the team cohesion uh, correlation to going around saying positive things about everybody. Yeah. Less so the negative part. Like, how does that bring us together? It it just proves that we have enough of a bond that we can withstand these kind of things. It's like having in, in any well, relationship, mean, it, it, right? It, it tests it. I don't it know if tests it. Proves it. it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it, it tests. It builds it. It builds. Okay. It. This is a a one step build. To get stronger a relationship, do you want to start? Like I mean, it's a, a I mean, step missing, but okay, like, I'm with it though. <laughs> like so, so let's extend this to our personal relationship. Would would this concept apply to a significant other, somebody we're dating or married to? I mean, if the goal is to to put something out there that needs to be addressed, yes, yes, that's the goal. Then, then I would say then that is fruitful. But like as a pure team building exercise, like, let's hate on each other. I feel like. <laughs> no. Well, that's that's half my relationship. <laughs> we we say this is what I like about you, and man, that's pretty annoying. You know, yeah. don't do that. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what it's it is. Compliment sandwich. Yeah, there you go. You yep. like that? That uh, that working out for you? Uh, at first, I was like, I'd, I'd get defensive, but now you know, I expect it. But does it improve the relationship? Um. I mean, I like, think I the one thing I think it does is it builds trust, you know. Oh, they, like Johnny says, 
like it is like if you're willing to tell me something you're like you know this is this is what my honest opinion of of you is uh and it's the good with the bad then i think that you're you're telling me everything and you're you're uh, going to be transparent or honest yeah, yeah. I and mean, you're not hiding anything yeah yeah it's better yeah, than that, that is the concept up, yeah for sure like if you if there's an issue yeah and he's just like, man, I'm just like not going to, I don't want to fight about this. See, and I think that's the thing. I think we do it all the time in our personal lives, but we don't extend that into our professional lives. Yeah. Right. When the same concepts apply here, like we love hanging out with each other. Yeah. That right? was the best. This is the best. And I think we all know where we stand with each other, but do the people at work know where they stand with us? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. So to build that truly powerful cohesive team that's what it's gonna take like if me all three of us start a company i guess like this yep you know it's gonna work we're all on the same page we have strong relationships we all want the best and we can tell each other hey lance or or, sorry bo (laughs) 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 bo that segment wasn't the best man i think we should have inserted a bit more something that's stuff we can do okay go screw yourself I was going to insert one of those grunt sounds when he said, uh, <laughs> insert. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so let's go around and do the thing. So that's the concept. Okay, okay. you guys willing to go? I'll try. I'll, I'll try it. I'll start it off, and we can stop there. Okay. Or, we can only, or you guys can only do the positives, all right? Uh, well, I'll try both. I'll try both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so I'll start with Lance, mm-hmm. right? So the positive is, Lance, mm-hmm. your word is gold. Hey. I your word is gold, my friend. Well, thank you. Yeah. Oh. You say you're going to be there, you're going to be there. You say you're going to do that, you definitely do that. I like to think so, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. That feels good. I think yeah. we're going out of order, though. I feel like you should <laughs> tell, me the, <laughs> tell me the bad thing first. <laughs> All right. Sit with me now. Okay. Okay. That was a high. That was a high. And then here comes a good punch. Hey, I was going to say good punch, too. Okay. So the negative behavior I noticed, though, is I noticed when I don't get your word, I know that you're not 100% committed to something. Oh, okay. That's, that's tame. Yeah. That's like the 10th worst thing about me. <laughs> okay. That's you know? actually, that's pretty good. Right? It's also predictable, too. Yeah. If, if, I send you a text. And I don't get a response. I know you're hemming and hawing about it. I know that. <laughs> it's okay. I know that. Which is, yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. So, I'm going to do Bo now. All right. Now you're going to do me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Bo. Your positive behavior is you're down for anything, man. You're yeah. super easy to get along with, which is fantastic. On trips, hanging out, I know it's not going to be a stressful situation. It's going to be an easy thing. Yeah. It's nice. Okay. It's nice. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What did I write down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the negative behavior maybe is um, time management. Yeah. Really? I yeah. feel like both of you do a whole bunch of stuff. Do you waste time, though? Uh yeah, I'm bad with time, but but it's stuff I know about myself, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that wasn't so bad. And time management doesn't affect me per se so much, you know. But there's layers of that where, like, you know, it, it could affect me maybe if I had to. I don't know, schedule something or I don't know. Okay, so anyway, so there's there's my so. All right, <clears throat> okay, so I, I'll go. I'll go. All right, so uh, I'll start with Johnny. Oh. So the good thing about Johnny, one of, one of, one of many, uh, artist of interest, student leadership. Johnny, uh, you are the glue that keeps our social group together. Uh, yes. Well, thank you. I think that's yeah, pretty much well known. And uh, see, a bad thing about Johnny. Mm. 
Bad thing about Johnny. Look me in the eye. Uh, you got kind of a boss feel to you. Mm, yeah. 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 Kind of when you when you when you when you say stuff sometimes it's kind of like a uh, assertion. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's that's on that's on a level. All right, and All right. Uh, <laughs> that's good. And, and Bo. All okay. right, so so Bo. I, I love the way you look at things. It's like I talk to Bo. I like talking to Bo. And then every so often, Bo is just like, and here's a five minute uh, monologue about some random thing I Bo knows about. Okay. And I love that. Yep. <laughs> and then um, a bad thing about Bo. I don't think you know yourself worth yourself self worth, Bo. I don't think you value you as much as you should. Okay, well, that's a. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. That's thank you. That's nice. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that in the worst way. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, I think I maintain the friendships there. <laughs> okay, and uh, I guess it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, man, I'm not good at this. You know, I try not to think of things. You just proving Lance's last point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> but. Uh, you know, I try not to think about people's negatives, I guess, or at least not, you know, uh, try to judge people and, and pick on, on their negatives. Because if, if they can't change it, then they're easy to get defensive about it. And I almost find it, you know, it's easier just to not be around those people who I think they have more negatives than mm-hmm. than positives than to be like, hey, you know, I think this about you. Um, but I'll start with Johnny. Okay. Uh, Johnny, I think that you are, let's see, a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll take it, man. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, and because uh, Lance, you took the good compliment. Yeah, just the one. The one, <laughs> the one uh, <laughs> negative. Um, let's see. I, I would say you're, you're, you're a more emotional person than I would expect or I would, you know, you're you're more prone to talk about emotions whereas you know you can tell with me yeah. i try not to talk about emotions at all so. all right uh and lance a uh, good thing uh you are a um, fountain of information yeah. yeah you you're a person that seems to like the fire hose and likes to give it out too mm-hmm. uh so i'd say that's a very positive trait for you a negative trait Negative trait. Behavior. Negative behavior? behavior. Oh, behavior. Okay. Okay. Uh, negative behavior. Because um, I think behavior implies something that we can change and adjust and modify. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably a better way of putting it. It's fine. Either way, though. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, you're, I would, you know, this this may be the worldview thing, but I would say your worldview is, is extreme, is much more negative than uh, yeah. mine. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> The negative ba- behavior traits. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, going through that. Right. So let's take a moment mm-hmm. to bask in that what we just exchanged with each other. Right. Uh, yeah. Bask in my negative worldview. <laughs> <laughs> and let me ask you, like, so how do you feel afterwards? Like, how how do you feel between this team of of uh, the Junto show here, the three of us? Uh, I could, I feel a little closer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so like like both said, like I I don't lean into talking about anything too deep too often yeah right you guys like every so often you know the, the gang's like hey lance what's going on in your personal life i'm like mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like i don't want to talk about feelings and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. uh but yeah but uh when you when you, when you do it though, i walk away like you know what okay so i just had a really deep conversation with some of my closest friends yeah and like i feel like you know that that's a a, a good feeling yeah 
Yeah. yeah, I think we set a good stage where a uh, good precedent where we've welcomed those comments with each other. So if something else bothers each other with the behavior, we can maybe know that it's comfortable and it's okay to do that because it worked okay last time. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably work okay next time, hopefully, as well. And that's where we can stay close and open to each other. Oh, that's true. Like, after I know that Bo thinks that I'm a, a pessimist person, <laughs> then, like, then I have he has no issue telling me that I, I didn't refill the stapler. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well, I would encourage you all to uh, approach that exercise with caution at work <laughs> if you decide to do it. But uh, Just do it and don't tell them what you're doing. Just go up to somebody and be like, eh, man, nice shoes. Also, uh, your wife's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a behavior you can change. <laughs> Leave her. <laughs> and then walk off. Yep. <laughs> All righty, guys. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Hunto Show. I'm Bo. I'm Lance. And I am the Night King. The Night King. <laughs> oh. It is time for our famed pop culture segment. Pop, 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 pop. Is that a thing we do? No. I think so. No, it's a thing that we did once, mm. and I was like, no, 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 no. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, just edit me out. No, just no, that's okay. it. I edit, I edit all the bad stuff I say out, and then leave all the bad stuff you guys say in. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Man, so so much good TV on right now. Um, I'm still, like, I still haven't finished watching. Oh, I'm watching Hannibal. It's like probably the, the, the newest thing I'm doing, right? Really? Yeah, it's good. I it's, guess. It's good. But. Hannibal, you can go back several years and watch some TV show, and there's like tons of new content out there right now that people are buzz about. That's the, that's the no, you got it backwards, buddy. What the thing to do is to go back and watch shows that are over or about to be over that have been proven to be good. Taking a risk on this new stuff, that's where you get up caught, caught up wasting your time. Hashtag taboo. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I totally feel your point there. I, I get the balance between it comes out, I let it sit in the news cycle for like a week or two. Oh, get, get, get the buzz, mm-hmm. and then I go from there. Because I don't want to be too late yeah. on the trend, but I don't want to be too early either. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this weekend, I'm definitely going to try to get through. I'm going to finish up Hannibal, watch The Defenders, and uh, maybe oh, and finish Preacher. Yeah, mm. and then I'm, I read a bunch of books too. Uh, read a, I'm reading a book about like fast food and how it all started or whatever, like Carl's and Carl's Jr. and Hardee's and the guys that found at McDonald's. It's all crazy, and um, it's a uh, it's just like. Like understanding how the country works is all is all really fun yeah. and uh, and crazy and fast food is a. Uh, Speaking of fast I, I food, you, you oh. guys did you guys watch that movie, The Founder? I want to. I want to. Sorry, Michael Keane talking about the the um the founding of McDonald's. Yeah, Ray Kroc story, right? Yeah, well, this book kind of goes into that in a fair amount of detail. So mm-hmm. I want to watch the movie now. Yeah, it's a good movie. Oh, yeah, oh, you watched it? Yeah, I like Michael Keaton. Yep. Uh, he is Ray Kroc. Yeah. Not one of the McDonald brothers. No, correct. Okay, so you watched that movie. Do you think that Ray Kroc screwed those guys over, or did he? Or is he he did right by in, in what he did? I think there is a level of screwing them over, yes. But I would also say he's not totally horrible about it either. Yeah, I think he. Okay, so because yeah, according, according to the movie's portrayal of it, he had to do what he had to do in order to get McDonald's to where it is today. Simply yeah. put, a ruthless fast food giant. Not so ruthless as business. Well, that sounds ruthless. In business, it's kind of ruthless. All right, that's, that's not about We're in business with each other right uh, now. Okay. Uh, so what about you, Bo? Are you watching anything new? Seeing any- uh, yeah, so I watched uh, two shows. Ooh, <gasps> two shows. Wow. Two shows. I watched... The prequel um, to The Detectors? N- n- none of them is uh, uh, Westworld. <laughs> no, none of them is Westworld. <laughs> no, every, every podcast, we have this running joke now with The Detectors and, yeah. and Westworld. It's, uh, it was uh, Norseman, the Netflix uh, show. Mm. 
It was. Uh, it's about. It's a comedy. Oh. It's uh, about Vikings. Oh, yeah, Telling tell the joke. You a told Viking me. comedy. I told you a joke. Well, did the quick little snippet about like what it was about. Oh well, it's it's kind of uh, as an example. Yeah, as an example of the type of humor. Right, you're a Viking in the in the <laughs> age, and you're about to go on a raid, and uh, the Vikings, much like in church, they have assigned seating. Or they, they like to sit in the same place. What, on the boat? On the boat. And so they'll start kind of complaining. Like, you're, you're now now you're sitting here. You're messing up the the seating arrangements. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Wait, you said, you said like church, there's a sign seating? Well, if you've... So, you have a sign seating in church? No, people didn't have a sign seating. Oh. But, 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 but human habit to yeah. sit in the same area, same place, yeah. maybe? Oh, really? Yeah. You've never... Well... I feel like I was all over the place. You ever been to church, Johnny? Yeah, I go to church. All right. Uh, so wait, so is it a Netflix original? Uh, no, I don't think it's a Netflix original. I think it was is made over in like Norway or something. Oh, okay, that's probably funny talking. Huh? The accents throw me off more than they should. Yeah, they sound kind of like they're from the Midwest. <laughs> oh yeah, so. yeah. Don't you know they're now then yet? Hey, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the other show was uh, the Amazon's The Tick. I've been hearing good things about The Tick. It's okay. It's okay. But uh, there, but the there's one character I, I don't want to give away too many spoilers. I guess. Just oh, go I for it. I mean, I saw the cartoon. I assume it's just a. It's not the same. No. I don't get. Yeah, I don't care about the spoilers here. Uh, it's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna watch it, and also I don't care about spoilers. Yeah, there's one character. Okay, so I guess uh, there's one character called Overkill, and so what he does is he he goes around with giant blades and he stabs people, and then blood just flies out. Oh, of Oh, really? It's pretty yeah. violent, huh? Well, it, his name is Overkill. That's the kind of gag. <laughs> True. So, uh, the Tick was one of my favorite <laughs> cartoons. Like back when there were actually Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. yeah. which would like I would wake up on Saturday morning and like get a bowl of cereal. And and just lay in front of the TV and and watch cartoons and the tick uh, was one of them. And I miss those it. days. Yeah, right. Just Saturday morning cartoons in general. Just the fact that you can look forward to like a two-hour block of just pure bliss. Mm-hmm. It's a, a simpler time. A simpler time. Mm. Yep. And what's um? Because I was thinking about the tick cartoon, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really well. I was you know as a kid, so I guess I thought it was good when I was a kid. I think it probably holds up actually. But on uh, so Cartoon Network came came out with Adult Swim and all the people that grew up watching. You know, Saturday morning uh, cartoons, Adult Swim kind of started taking over. They started putting like Harvey Birdman at law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there was the other one. It was um, Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Uh, no, it wasn't Space Ghost. It, C Lab? Like, uh, no, not C Lab. It's like the Danger Brothers. Oh, the Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers. The best show. Such yeah. a good show. So I think where the tick left off, that's where the Venture Brothers kind of picked up. You know, like they have, it's, it's like goofy, goofy superheroes. Mm-hmm. And this one is like goofy spy and villains. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, okay, so you you recommend the Tick Show? Uh, yeah, I recommend Doesn't it. Sound it's like it. Doesn't funny. sound like it. Did you finish it? Uh, it's like well, I I watched six episodes, and I think that's all there is, unless they're coming out with more. I guess I'll put it on when I'm cooking my blue apron. All right, there you go. That sounds about right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so Johnny, what have you been seeing or watching? Uh, I got two movies to recommend to y'all. Mm, nice. Um, first movie called. Nocturnal Animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you see it, Bo? No, I saw it. You saw it? Oh, yeah. great. Okay, well, do you mind the spoilers, Bo? Uh, spoil away. Yeah, okay, I, I don't think you need to see it. So, a quick setup. Uh, directed by Tom Ford, the fashion designer. Second movie. I wondered about that. If it was the same guy, same guy, same guy, huh? Same guy. Um, starring Amy Adams, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, love him, and uh, Arnie Hammer. So I think the what? way th- you leave out Aaron Taylor Johnson. Or am I thinking oh, yeah, of a different movie? Right. No, no, you're right. No, that guy's in there too. But so is Isla Fisher. Nah, I like I like all of them. Yeah, yeah, I like the, the great actors and also Michael Shannon. Love that guy too. Fantastic Zod. guy. Zod right? from Superman movie. Oh, Jeremy Zod. Yeah, yeah. So he was we, the Ice Cream Man too, right? 
the Iceman. <laughs> Iceman. <laughs> That's it. So what you're getting here is a very deep story and almost two stories for the price of one almost, right? Mm-hmm. So you got Amy Adams as this rich person with a um, with a pretty much a um, unhappy life, a very empty life that she's leading, right? Jake Gyllenhaal is her ode flame that's come back and published a manuscript and about to go publish it. And he sends it to her as an early read and it's dedicated to her. So she starts reading it and she gets really engrossed. It's a really good story. So the movie plays out with a movie within a movie almost, right? So as she's reading the book, the movie shoots to like what she's envisioning kind of, right? Yeah, it's hard to keep track of for me. Did you have any issues keeping track of what was story and then what was real? No. Okay, I'm slow then. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> right? So there's parallel storylines going on. What's going on in the book and what's going on in her real life. And then it kind of converges at the very end to the ending. Um, again, so big spoiler here, right? So she's got an empty life going on. She's like thinking like, oh, you know what? I think I might be able to get some happiness by maybe rekindling this relationship but, with but Jake like, Gyllenhaal. The character in the book is her, right? Or at least based on her. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so your your tie-in between the book and what what Amy Adams is going through is that Jake Gyllenhaal plays both roles, right? So he's the only character that plays both roles, right? So Amy Adams in the book version, when they're showing the book version, is played by uh, Isla Fisher. Oh, uh, okay, Ina, okay. Right? So that yeah, so yeah. that so that's the metaphor that Jake Gyllenhaal, the writer, is going for in this book, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So again, Amy Adams is like getting all like her head getting big. She's like, "Oh my god, this ex, this flame of mine wrote, written a whole book dedicated to me, and it's it's kind of about me, maybe, right?" Mm-hmm. So now she's like, "You know what? I think I'll give him the time of day, and maybe I'll try to hook back up with him." So, and he's like texting her, he's like, "Hey, just tell me when and where we'll meet up for dinner, right?" So the movie ends with her showing up at the dinner place and him standing her up. That's it, right? And I'm thinking, my first reaction was like, "What a horrible ending," mm-hmm. right? But then I read up on this, and it is actually the deepest ending I've 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 seen in a long time. Okay, lay it on me because I, I I walked away from the movie like uh not quite a waste of time, but I was like I feel like there's more to this than I understood. Yeah, it gets very deep here, right? So yeah, you have to go with me a little bit, Bill. Okay, I'm, all right, I'm ready. I'm diving in. Okay, so in the book, Jake Gyllenhaal, right, um, has Isla Fisher as his wife, and they have a kid in this book, right. And they get kidnapped and eventually murdered by what's that guy's name? Aaron Taylor Johnson, the yeah. dude that played Kickass. Yeah, and uh, and the one of Quicksilver. the Quicksilvers in the, in the Marvel movies. Okay, yeah. So, so in the book, Jake Gyllenhaal's wife and daughter get kidnapped, raped, and murdered and dead, right? And then by the Aaron dude, right? And a couple of his friends. Okay. So, in the rest of the book, it's about him getting revenge, and after he gets the revenge. He accidentally falls on falls on top of the gun, and he uh, and he uh, kind of shoots himself dead. Right, so, so it's like a sad ending in the book. Okay, it's right? not suicide. But not suicide. He's just a clumsy character in the book, kind of, okay. kind of like a passive clumsy character, right? So that whole book is a metaphor for what Jake Gyllenhaal thinks happened to his relationship with Amy Adams. Mm. Right, in his mind, he had a happy relationship with Amy Adams. And it got stolen away by Arnie Hammer, right? Because that's the dude Amy Adams ended up with eventually in the, in real life. Mm-hmm. So in his mind, he's like, oh, my, I was having a great relationship with my wife and it gets stolen by this other dude, you know? And then 
and then the rest of the movie, he gets you know he's caught up with this revenge cycle thing, right? So that's the the depth of the book. Is there revenge the, the murder? Yeah. Ooh. Right. Harsh. So, so by Jake Gyllenhaal standing up, um, st- standing up Amy Adams for dinner that night, right, is very symbolic because Amy Adams picture her, her. Okay, she has a very empty life, nothing going on for her, and her only thing, her only happiness right now is that. Hey, my old flame thinks very highly of me. That's the only happiness she has in her life, right? Mm-hmm. And he stole that away from her too. Oh, by standing oh so he her did up. it on purpose. He did it on purpose. He Man. stood her up because on purpose. And now she really has nothing in in her life. And that's the long con to like write a book about somebody yeah. and then yeah, ha- ask them to proofread it for you, right? And then not to I don't know get them horny for you again, and then stand them up at dinner. Like, geez. And it still gets deeper, okay? Oh, right, it gets deeper. There's it gets levels. deeper than that, right? Because like onion. And just like just like in the book, when Jake Gyllenhaal murdered and avenged his family and accidentally shot himself dead, in the in the real storyline here, he stands up Amy Adams to get revenge, but in the end, he kind of deprived himself of Amy Adams because he could have maybe gone back and gone back with her, but he sacrificed that potential happiness by rekindling with Amy Adams to get the revenge. He'd rather have the revenge. Than the potential of a happy future with Amy Adams, and that's too much thinking. Well, that sounds like a supervillain. That's what a villain does, right? No, what a villain does is like lasers and stuff like that. That's the kind of movie I want to watch. This is way too much thinking. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like the classic villain, mm-hmm. right? You know, they're kind of, they're the ultimate kind of uh, the ultimate anti here. But the hero does something good for the sake of being good, where the the villain, uh, you know, is filled with such hate that they're willing to to do bad. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. The, the there villain. you go. Mm. So, and I told this whole thing to another friend of ours. Yeah. Right. And he's like, "Ah, oh, Johnny, I know why you like that movie, because Asians are very spiteful, <laughs> and this movie is all about spite." Well, one I know who said that, and then two. <laughs> 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 That's uh, I mean, I guess. I don't know. No comment on that one. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you recommend it or no? Totally. Okay. What's the other movies? Huh? Oh, uh, Lucky Logan. Hey, I saw that too. Yeah. Fantastic good? movie. Oh, fantastic movie. Oh, but fantastic. It's a. Uh, it's worth watching. It's uh, so it's. It models itself uh, as kind of like the, the real America, uh, real America, uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of way to put it. It's like you, you like Ocean's Eleven, you'll like this. Instead of robbing a casino, they're robbing NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And uh, I mean, it's good. All the actors are in it. I, I like most of the actors in it. They did pretty good. The story was good. The uh, twists and whatnot were twisty. I think Johnny liked it more than me though. You want to go into more details about it? Nah, no, we need to. That's good. Got enough time here. All right, what else we got here on the old agenda? I'll let you. I'll let you take the next. Step. Oh, it's a. Uh, you got Taylor Swift's new song. <laughs> Bo, tell me what you think about that song. I know you. I know you've heard it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. You sing in the shower. <laughs> well, Come on. It? Well, sing it. How, how, how does it go? I wouldn't know. I don't. Taylor Swift. Me and Taylor Swift. Uh, wait. I used to have beef with her. I know. Taylor I don't have Swift. active. <laughs> I don't actively have beef with her anymore, but. I'm like I'm not going to save her either though. <laughs> it's actually not a very good song. Good. <laughs> it just basically repeats the word like, "Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look, look what you made." Do we horrible. know who uh, this one's aimed at? It's uh, aimed at her being more mature, I think maybe. <laughs> as far as her saying, okay. I think the whole point is like, "Hey, I'm done with my reputation. I'm done with the other people are talking about me. I just need to be myself and be comfortable with myself, sort of." Um, so all you haters out there, like whatever. I give it a month. Yeah. She'll be Taylor Swift and it back up in a month. What I will say, I uh, 
I don't like I said, I, I used to like not like Taylor Swift actively. Now I don't like her passively. But um I I, I do like that she uh is embracing the fact that she's a snake. I don't know exactly when the whole Taylor Swift and snakes thing got started, but like her merchandise now she's selling on tour is like snakes. I've been calling her a snake for a while, and I'm like, wait, well, why is she a snake? Because she's a liar, and uh, she's a uh, shifty like a snake. Dude, man, why you got hit on Taylor? We just lost her like one or two viewers we had. <laughs> oh yeah, people do stand, uh, stand for Taylor Swift, but yeah, I, but Taylor Swift is like like super manufactured, right? She's not. She's not like uh, she's uh, she being writes told her own song. What to do. Yeah, I don't think she's manufactured. I think yeah, I think she's yeah. pretty authentic. She, okay. She's a singer songwriter. All the time. She's a singer songwriter. She's got talent to do that. Yeah, no, I think she's a. Uh, I mean, she's maybe that's what the labels want you to think. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I never really liked her. Uh, her music is okay at best, and she's just done a bunch of shady stuff, and she's made enemies of people I consider that I like. So, um. But yeah, the snake thing. What's the, what's the deal with the snakes? I have no idea. I know that's in the video, but they have snakes in the video. Maybe, yeah. maybe she's she was like, she's seeing the the money that Floyd Mayweather got, and she was like, bad guy. That's what I'm gonna be. I mean, there's money. <laughs> there's there's money in in Heel? making people hate you. Like if they have to interact with you and, and they hate you, there's money to be made there. So that Mayweather dude, oh man, he he he's made a billion dollars off of selling people the thought that some other guy is gonna beat me up, and then <laughs> and then they never do. <laughs> Uh, oh, speaking of that, that Mayweather McGregor fight, watched it. Oh, yeah, loved it. Uh, well, we haven't I, talked about it, have we? No, no, no. I loved it in that uh, it, it was a spectacle. I like I like Mayweather in general, and the fact that he won, like you know, makes it good. And then also there were points in time in it where there was like real tension. When I was like, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. McGregor will win. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh. I feel I, like he never stood a chance. But then like as your guys getting punched a little bit, you're like, yeah. you know, you always wonder like, is this gonna be the one that just knocks him in a weird angle? I, I, I definitely enjoy the hype and getting myself hyped up for it because uh, a couple of days leading up to it, I was watching uh, YouTube videos about their greatest hits and such. And I was like, ooh, ooh, this is going to be good, right? And there, and I saw some uh, table that broke down the the betting odds, right? Yes. That they kind of traced a timeline of it where like if you ask somebody like three months ago what the odds were, like Mayweather was over overwhelming, right? Two months ago, yeah, definitely Mayweather. One month ago, yeah, yeah, for sure Mayweather, right? And then like a day before, like, yeah, I think it's gonna be May-. like it just trended like more of an even thing. You know? It's well, just funny how. Well, that, so that's betting odds, right? So part of that yeah. is that it's like the way people bet on the fight changes the odds of it some. Yeah. And I think that uh, there's just so m- much hate against Mayweather. Like people hate his personality yeah. so much that they think that means he's not a good boxer. So they're like, okay, I hate him so much that this other guy's going to beat him. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, but, <laughs> That's you know, not how it works. And I've listened, I, I watched the press conference and I watched the weigh-in, o- only those two pieces for for this before this fight. And I thought Mayweather was very gracious. Like McGregor spent his whole time hating on it, on Mayweather and saying how he's going to like embarrass him and blah, blah, blah. And when Mayweather got up after him, he's like, I like to thank the casino because they've been a fantastic host. I like to thank the Nevada Boxing Commission because they're just spectacular. He just thanked everybody. I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. He's, he's a nice enough bad guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly the bad guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, why does America hate him so much? Yeah. Even though he's up there being gracious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? All who right. Knows? And, uh, I can't tell. <laughs> uh, the thing I saw that I think is going to be cool, The Walking Dead is getting a Pokemon Go style augmented reality game. Am I going to go around catching Rick Grimes? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing him in a <laughs> little balls? Yeah. Nah, so, like, I saw... They, uh, I think you walk around looking for 
Carl. Carl. Okay, so uh, uh, you're familiar with augmented reality, right? You use your phone's camera, and then it like superimposes a uh, an image of the zombies and like uh, like Michelle's sword or like Carl's gun or uh, Daryl's bow and arrow in the real world, and you can like grab that thing virtually and use it to fight zombies that are being superimposed in, in the world. And I'm like, they showed it. They have a video of it on the. Uh, on the website for the for the ad or whatever, and it kind of shows people doing it. And I was like, man, I feel like uh, one, you shouldn't really just be like swiping your fake sword in public or whatever. It's going to look weirder than people playing Pokemon. But it did also look awesome. I just uh, I feel like it's 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 more motion than the Pokemon game, so I feel like it's going to look weird to see people playing it in public. All right, stay tuned, audience. Lance will be trying this out first and foremost. And oh, for sure. Maybe reporting back to us how awkward it is. is. Uh, so the augmented reality now. I haven't seen this thing. Is it where you have to wear like the VR goggles? No, augmented yeah. reality is like okay, so you're like you're holding your phone and like looking through your phone and and then you have uh, basically like your camera on. Okay. So you can see what's in front of you, right? Yeah, I'm thinking how do you how do you swing the sword? Do you just tap the screen? Uh, yeah, tap or swipe or something okay. probably. You something like fruit that. ninja. You're just fruit yeah. ninja. Right? Yeah, you're fruit ninjaing zombies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of like how Bo is pretending he's never played Pokemon Go right now. <laughs> oh well, I I play I play Pokemon Go. Is you really? Yeah. I I me and uh. So we first got it. This was, you know, the craze. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife, Allie, was like, let's do Pokemon. Let's do Pokemon. And I was like, you sure? And she was like, yeah, we can do it. And we, we walked about like a half a mile. And she's like, this is boring. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess we're done with Pokemon Go. Well, I'm still playing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I play Pokemon all the time. You go to the um, battle arena? I do. I am pretty hardcore with Pokemon. I'm, uh, let's see, what am I? I think I'm level 30. Whoa. 32 right now yeah, yeah. man <laughs> i stopped a while ago uh, you should have it's it's really not worth it <laughs> it's how many virginity points you got oh man yeah i i am king of the virgins uh see yeah i've, I've got maybe 85 percent of the pokemon caught Ooh. right now well, they keep releasing more too and all right into the wild since soon as i catch up they'll, they'll release them all and i'm about to hit level 33 a lot of animals out there yeah 30 i'm at 32 right now and i've got like another 40,000 mm-hmm. of 750,000 experience points <laughs> before I get my next level. Well, speaking of other games, mm-hmm. there's another game that I was thinking about <gasps> you guys, hey. uh, but uh, we don't have the stuff. It's with virtual reality, not augmented oh. reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a game called Star Trek Star Trek um, Command Station or something like oh, that. Oh, Weezy's playing that. Yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or you put it on and you're part of the Star Trek uh, uh command and you have a, someone who's a captain and someone who's a who's the engineer and someone who's choose the photons and you as a captain goes go to this planet should we rescue these people yes okay go over here shoot these people die okay so it's augmented i mean it's vr game yeah, i didn't realize uh, they were doing that like that so i, I so he, so this is my experience with it right my friend posted on twitter like I'm, I'm going on twitch to play star trek or whatever so i click on the link to look at it and it, it was like him and, and a couple of his friends just like sit on a starship or whatever. And I was like, what is this? It's crazy. And then I, I tuned out like in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I guess you're like going on missions or whatever. Do you get beamed down to a, to a planet? No, I don't think you get beamed down to a planet. You, you pretty much work as a team to either like rescue um, some uh, civilians mm-hmm. uh, or you fight. Um, who's some who's the bad guys in Star Trek universe? Khan. Yeah. The Kardashians. Yeah, the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, fight the Kardashians. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that's, uh, I, so, do you think you're gonna when it's all said and done? This is like, will we have well, before it's all said and done? We will all have VR, like virtual reality headsets or whatever. But it's like, do we get them in twenty years or do we get them in two or do we get them in like five months? Two. 
You think two years? Maybe the choices are five months, two years, and ten. Whatever you said. Two. Uh, okay. Uh, four months, two years, or ten years? Two years. Uh, I think 15. 15 years? Yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Uh, yeah, but this is... but I, So I'm thinking, what is the uh, amount of uh, acceptance in the population that you're talking about? Yeah, I think it'll reach like a saturation level is about as good as it's going to get in maybe three years. I think three years. Three years? Really? No, i say saturation is like 15 years then. Well, not like saturation. Like, because I don't think it's... Oh, okay, so like saturation, I think... I think uh, like parents will have it in fifteen years. I think yeah. kids will have it in like three. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Not Taylor Swift still songs and uh, nah. <laughs> that's all I got listed right here. Sounds good. Uh, anything else? Does you that sound to- good. Sounds great. I want to talk about Game of Thrones, but it's like we we're cutting the time. Hey, spoiler alert! Game of Thrones is good. <laughs> yeah, like, you should watch it. Actually, Game of Thrones been getting a lot of hate out there. Actually. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because it's like the season I like the most. Everybody's hating on it or whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, that's just uh, well, I know what that is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like, was I gonna say what it is? Well, yeah. What is the hate? Oh, well, I know what the hate is, but I just think I have different tastes in in, in people. I think. Oh, so what? What I really think it is, or what I've heard people say it is, is that the book readers aren't ahead anymore. So they're everything is like nitpicky to them because they still want to feel superior to people who only watch it on the show. <laughs> That's an interesting analysis. Yeah. So, so I don't know, but uh, those people suck. All right. So uh, that, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Junto show. Uh, please leave, uh, leave us five star reviews in whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> whatever app you're using. I'm sure you can search for the, for the Junto show. Subscribe. Please leave us a review. It really helps out. Uh, thank you for listening uh, and I'm signing off I'm Lance I'm Johnny see you next time bye